0: It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reina.
1: All right, folks, and we are back with another Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Looking forward to doing this live again in studio. So, Julie, we're back. Hey, so
2: let's 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 get right to our show today. <laughs> You're saying it like it's a miracle. It's a miracle that we're back. And it I is guess a in a way. every it single is. Day every single, day, single Monday. <laughs> okay, so I'll take that. That's a good thing. We are miraculously back on yet another Monday of Rise and Walk, and we're so happy to have all our listeners with us today. We have a really great show today, so we're going to start. Um, pretty soon with our, our guest, because we've got a lot to talk about, right, Richard? Yes,
1: yes, yes. So let me get going with the prayer. Absolutely. And uh, and we're thrilled with today, because we have Jason Everett on the, on the, going to be on the line with us on the show today, because he's coming to San Antonio to two parishes, and you'll hear all about that once we get going. So yeah. let me get started with the prayer, folks, because we've got a lot to cram into today's show. <laughs> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Now, since we're celebrating the Feast of St. Joseph... Uh, on Friday, uh, in this year dedicated to St. Joseph. And since his most chaste heart is a tremendous model of purity, we offer today's prayer for purity to St. Joseph. St. Joseph, father and guardian of virgins, to whose faithful keeping Christ Jesus, innocence itself, and Mary, the virgin of virgins, was entrusted, I pray and beseech you by that twofold and most precious charge, by Jesus and Mary, to save me from all uncleanness, to keep my mind untainted, my heart pure, and my body chaste, and to help me always to serve Jesus and Mary in perfect chastity. Amen. Amen. St. Anthony the Padua.
2: Pray for us.
1: Our Lady de Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons.
2: Pray
1: for us. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Ooh, Amen. Ooh,
2: that's a great prayer. I like it that. It is prayer. a little bit different
1: than the official prayer we were praying, different. but want to make sure that we we're focused on on St. Joseph and, of course, purity. And, of course, with uh, Jason Everett uh, being with Ada, on us with us today, it's going to be an exciting I know, it's be show. It's going to be awesome. It is. Um, uh, there's so much to talk about. I know there's a million ways, a million
2: (laughs) questions we could ask him right about the state of the church today and the state of the world today. And this guy really gets around. I mean, he he travels internationally. So if you're hearing about him for the first time, maybe you've never, ever heard of Jason Everett. He is a fantastic speaker that I've actually known about from, I mean, I'm thinking 20 years ago. I've, I discovered him on EW10 20 years ago. And this he looks guy like he's 20 years on, old. I know. He looks like a baby to me. <laughs> I understand he's in his 40s, but, I mean, I've watched him since he was a baby because I think he started right out of college when he was starting his ministry, and he's just fantastic. So this is a great opportunity for people who have never heard of him or people who know of him really well, to learn about what he's going to be doing and attend the events that he's going to be having here in San Antonio.
1: So he's going to be out at Our Lady of the Atonement uh, speaking with this Purified event on, right. I believe it's April 15th? April 15th. But the day before at St. Mary Magdalene Catholic yes. Church. Uh, beautiful. Uh, speaking there as well, I'm assuming the similar event. That's the the, the, the parish, that's, uh Father Will Combs Father Pastors. Will. And that Absolutely. he's going to be our... Our uh, 2021 Fishers of Men Award Yee-hee! recipient. Uh, so, if you don't know who Father Will is, I encourage <laughs> you to please uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, connect with it's him. It's so like
2: Father Will to have Jason Everett. At, uh, it, is, a, it is. It
1: is. So um, you know, we're going to wait just a few more minutes before we get Jason on because okay.
2: he has a, he's got a sick baby. Oh, so you know what they have right a ton of before. babies. So that yeah, that makes perfect is it sense. Eight? Yeah, I, I don't know. I've lost count, but every time I turn around, he's mentioning that um, Cristalina is having another baby. So. They're they're a really cute couple to begin with. So it was really fascinating to see him when he was younger and he began on EWTN and I was introduced to him in the sense that he was coming on. He was being an interview person, being interviewed on a guest on many shows. And then he had a show and I watched that show. Um, about chastity and purity, and then Crystalina um, got out into the into the whirlwind of the world and began talking, and it was beautiful to hear their story. She has a great story, a conversion story. And for those of you who think, oh, this guy must be purer than the driven snow, and she must just be angelic, and they must levitate in their house, <laughs> you know, and all their children must be made of gold. These people have lived real lives in the real world, and that's what and God's grace through the conversion and the purification has really allowed them to be great at this ministry. And they can talk to kids in a way that I think is just tremendous. I mean, they really have a knack for talking to teens and young adults and parents about purity and chastity.
1: Sure do. It's amazing. Uh, he's got a gift, and it helps that he looks like he's 12 years old. So uh, <laughs> We um, saw
2: him in November, and I still thought he looked like a baby. And He's you know in his 40s now, but uh,
1: Real quick, this past weekend, uh, uh, our new Assistant General Manager, Sean Rice... Yeah, you
2: were a little bit busy this weekend. <coughs> yeah,
1: right? uh, doing parish talks. <laughs> is, of course, Sharathon season is coming upon us. And not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, we'll be having our Spring Sharathon. And uh, so we thought we'd, we'd head on out to um, Our Lady of the Atonement. And we, you know, we had the opportunity to go out there, and again, not parish... Uh, uh, very supportive of the wonderful work That's in the awesome. mission of Guadalupe radio and and Sean actually gave his first parish talk it was great wow. and, and uh, he did he did quite well um you know Sean when it came to you uh out there how did you feel doing your first parish talk <laughs> you know at first um there was a little bit of nerves there i did pray for peace so the holy
3: spirit was definitely uh, on me and uh somehow some way you know i was able to get through it i was just uh so excited to be able to to be a part of that um, and that being hopefully one of many, and oh, I get yeah. can look we do, back oh, on yeah. it, and Six we can cr- times, we can critique Sean. it you know,
1: <laughs> much later on down the road. Uh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> Well, we're, I'm glad you were out there with me. And when I got home, I was uh, uh, excited to tell Julie, like, wow, i got got help doing these parish talks. I know. You, you don't
2: understand, Sean. Um, <coughs> Richard has been in the vineyard for 13 years working so hard and and needing the help. And we are so grateful that you're here and we're praying for you and all that God is calling you to do. And very, very excited. You are the topic of discussion constantly because <laughs> it is an opportunity for Richard to say, I have someone helping me in the future. In field and we're really happy to have you Well, i'm
3: glad to be here I, i'm so <laughs> excited to you know sit in the studio today and um you know listen to this uh interview with uh mr everett himself and get to see really
1: how the magic yeah. happens trial you know? by fire sean yeah. you're getting yeah. into it <laughs> so it was pretty exciting so um again if we saw a lot of people out there that are supporters of guadalupe radio it was great to reconnect with them again yeah. of course a uh, pastor out there, Father Mark Lewis, who was very open and, and, and inviting to us. A pro vicar, Father John Jenkins, as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just went uh, went very smoothly, and I, I was I was I was quite thrilled.
2: I I, I hear from what you told me uh, that almost all the uh, were all the masses packed. All it the was masses packed. Well, was I, I would say
1: the one that was least amount was Saturday evening.
2: Okay, which is uh, common, but, but, but there was That's more than we,
1: we've we've used to because we've been out there a few times on on Saturdays, and mm-hmm. those are usually not as packed, but. Uh, I met somebody there Sunday morning that said, "You know, I understand that, that Saturday night we had more people because of the rains that were supposed to be coming oh. Sunday morning, so there was okay. more people than normal out there on Saturday night. Okay. But they had a good flow; they had overflow, packed with lots of different." Um, that uh, what church do you call is it? on fire. Just it, it is completely it just on is. fire, and it's so. just
2: glorious to attend Holy Mass there. And I was just so happy to hear that you were going to be with uh, the good people of Our uh, Lady of Atonement because. Uh, they are truly great supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network, and it's just a privilege to be among them. So yeah. I'm so happy that you were there this weekend.
3: It was a pleasure also. I mean, just to hear the different yeah. stories, just you know, being out there at the different masses. And e- there's probably four or five different stories as to yeah. how many, you know, who all was it, you know, how they were affected by Catholic Radio. Mm-hmm. And to see that firsthand and to hear that firsthand, I mean, it was just inspiring to me. You know,
1: we, we met a lady, her name was Catherine, and, uh, you could tell she had to look like first timer or second timer <laughs> there at the parish. And we got a chance to meet her. And Alan Becker, a good friend of mine, showed oh, us around yes, the parish. Alan. But, uh, we come to find that she's new to the church. And we you know, Sean, mm-hmm. I think you asked her, Sean, uh, how did you, you know, hear about being Catholic or whatever? And she says, you guys, yeah. you know, she was behind a vehicle. And she yeah. literally asked the Lord, you know, I I needed a sign. Or something, and something again, boom, right there, she saw a car with a window sticker for eighty nine point seven. Yes, and I was like, wow. I mean, of course, you know me. I love those stories. Well, you
2: pounced on that. We, I'm sure we
1: connected with her, and I gave her my card, and we hopefully need to get in her into the studio and record Beautiful. her her testimony um, about how she came to Catholicism via uh, Catholic Radio. It was just. It was I just love neat. days Everybody like knows. that because so that
2: I. that gives you the little inspiration that helps you keep going. And the Guadalupe Radio Network works so hard to bring Jesus to the people. And when you can actually talk to somebody who says, "Hey, your coverage, your your ministry has changed my life and made a difference," that's all it takes, right there, to inspire you and give you more inspiration to keep going.
1: <laughs> amen. Amen. So uh, I think we've got. Uh, Jason with us on the line uh, in a second or two. As soon as I get the nod from Mario, we will bring him on. But folks, it is great to have uh, the wonderful mission that we, we've been entrusted. And just like that. Oh, I said it again. I should have, I'm should not supposed to say that. Uh, we have with us on the air uh, Jason Everett uh, with Chastity Project and Chastity.com. Jason, are you there? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, Yay, awesome, awesome. We're excited. To, to, now, you may not remember <laughs> us. We spent some time talking to you after the Natural Womanhood event. Uh, and yeah, you were awesome. Last, is it November? Is that when it was? Yeah, today? it
2: feels like a lifetime ago, but it was only
1: November. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. And, and we love it whenever you come to town because you just bring a, a fresh, I say fresh face, but uh, just a fresh outlook uh, uh, on the topic of chastity because we don't hear enough about the topic and it's amazing you've been coming out here
2: yeah well you know it's interesting jason i was mentioning before you got on that i can remember watching you from the very beginning i feel like you were straight out of steubenville And um, you were on EWTN being featured quite a bit as a guest. And then you began your own show. And I watched that um, religiously. And I've just been so um, inspired by your ministry. And so we're really excited to have you coming to San Antonio. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background, being that a lot of people may not know who you are. I don't know how that's possible, (laughs) because I've known about you for about 20 years. But maybe you can um, give us a little background about yourself and how you got this ministry started.
4: Yeah, well, we've been blessed to travel around the world for the last 22, 23 years, wow. uh, talking to young people about God's plan for human sexuality and chastity, and just trying to support parents as uh, the primary sex educators of their own kids. Um, and it kind of started back in college as leading many high school retreats, and on the retreats, the kids would open up to me about all the junk that they were going through in their relationships, mm-hmm. and it became real just painfully obvious that they just had no guidance whatsoever, especially when it just came to the virtue of chastity. They weren't getting the message at home or at school. And then at the same time, I was doing three years of sidewalk counseling uh, at an abortion clinic in Pittsburgh, not far from where I went to school, Steubenville. And I just started feeling really late meeting these women, you know, are 25 years old and they're they're having an abortion in 45 minutes. And I'm like, why am I meeting her now? Mm -hmm. You know, why couldn't I have met this girl when she was 15 or 16? Because if she learned about... Chastity then. Maybe she never would have dated this guy to begin with mm-hmm. and wouldn't be in this difficult situation today. So I realized I, I kind of felt like I was throwing sandbags on the banks of a flooded river <laughs> when there's a broken dam a quarter mile upstream. And <laughs> oh, I thought, wow. well, I need, to, I need to swim upstream and you know get to the source, which is on Chastity. And uh, while all this has happened, I was discovering John Paul II's book Love and Responsibility mm-hmm. and realized, that, wow, this is like an antidote to so much of this hurt. And I started sharing it with the young people and just the light bulb went on that, you know, it's not about a list of rules and regulations and, you know, you're going to get pregnant and dive in STD and go to hell. You know, all the, the scare tactics, <laughs> sure. you know, it, it's about discovering the beauty of God's plan for human love. And that's what our hearts really long for. It doesn't matter what you've done, and what's happened to you. It's never too late. Anybody can start over.
1: Wow. I'm telling you, I, I just, I love his approach. I love, I love how you look at your 12 years old. So you connect well with the youth, with the young adults that are out there. <laughs> and uh, I, I wish I had that youthfulness to you, but I think it comes from, the, uh, you, you're, you have a, a beautiful marriage. You have, is it eight children? Is that correct?
4: You have eight kids. Oldest is 16, youngest is one.
2: Wow. wow. I see now I see you as a baby so I don't even see you as being capable. <laughs> you and Christine uh, of having a 16-year-old but what can I say? So so Jason remind us when the event is and and what specifically uh will be happening at the event with regard to the topic and specific events.
4: Yeah, we'll be speaking April 14th and 15th. The 14th is going to be at St. Mary Magdalene uh parish and then on the 15th it's going to be at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church, also in San Antonio. Um, and they're about, I think, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And parents are especially encouraged to attend with their teens. Uh, if you're a college student, you can come. And we're going to have the chastity talk that I give. And, and we really want the parents to be there to, so they can hear what it is I'm communicating to the kids, so they can talk to them afterwards. i will kind of open that door of communication. After the talk is over, we have a half hour of Eucharistic adoration with mm-hmm. music, Um, And and typically we'll have the Sacrament of Reconciliation available for the whole family at that time as well. So you're not just hearing some motivational speech, and then you get some free books and stuff and go home. It's a a time uh, to actually encounter the source of purity, which is God, so you can actually walk home, you know, go home from a chastity talk as pure as the day that you were baptized, Mm -hmm. by being able to receive the power of the sacraments, not just getting a speech. And so it's kind of like a mini kind of family retreat. It only takes two hours, um, but it's just an opportunity for parents who might feel like, hey, I know my kid needs this, but I'm not sure where where to begin talking to them about this tough subject. My parents never talked to me. Hey, just bring them (laughs) to the Purified event. We'll do the talking, you know, and, and then you can follow it up with hopefully good conversations for years to come.
1: Wow. So I know some of the topics, you know, looking at your website, uh, chastity.com, you're obviously well-versed in a lot of topics like birth control, dating. Uh, I see you have homosexuality on here, how to stay pure, pornography, uh, starting over, STDs, vocations and spirituality, and others. Um, I'm, I'm sure that when you speak to the young groups like you're going to be speaking to this coming April 14th and 15th, there's something that you hone in on. Um, do you get a lot of questions afterwards on one specific topic, or maybe one more than the other, when it comes to speaking to the teens?
4: Yeah, well, what I'll tell the kids after these assemblies, they'll say, "Hey, you know, if you need to hang out and talk afterwards, I'll be here to listen." I gave that invitation to the high school in New York, and the students formed a line seven <laughs> hours long. And wow! Five
1: thirty
4: at night, and the and the kids really pour open their hearts. I mean, they'll say, "Hey, you know, I've never said this to anyone before, but..." And then they just poured out about the, the sexual abuse and the, the regret and the hurts and mm-hmm. the addiction. You know, well, I remember one boy came up and he said, you know, I, I go home on the weekends from school and I, I watch 12 hours of pornography on Saturday. And then I watch 12 hours of pornography on Sunday. And then I come back to school on Monday. Mondays. And, you know, I don't even enjoy it anymore. It's kind of disgusting, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how to live without it. You know, and imagine that 16-year-old wow. boy asks your daughter the homecoming. Wow. It's like, heck no, and, and and these boys, and you know, and even girls are struggling with this stuff as well, not only looking at it, but becoming it mm-hmm. when the boyfriend asks her to send some pictures and and so they're they're up against so much and so much anxiety with the cell phones and addictions the pornography. I mean, your heart really goes out to them. Yeah. Um, and so I think if there's anything that that's becoming more and more prevalent, it's the struggles that they're experiencing on their phones when it comes to their relationships and sexuality and pornography.
2: Yeah, in fact, that's just what I was going to ask you, because being that you've been doing this for about 20 years now, I bet you've seen the huge difference and maybe even the boom in how um, kids and young adults are being encouraged to, through technology and through all these different um, accesses to be more um, immersed and dipped into this horrible culture of impurity and uh, pornography. And I find it amazing that it's very difficult, uh, us being parents as well, it's very difficult, well, most people think it's very difficult to talk to their kids about the subject of purity and, and chastity and all the the nasty crazy stuff that's in the world and yet you're encouraging parents and students and, and children and teens to come and helping them get that um, conversation going. Are you finding that it is as fulfilling and freeing for the parents as it is for the teens and young adults that attend?
4: Yeah, I think what the, the parents often say to me is, where were you when I was 18?
2: years old? <laughs>
4: where were you when I needed this stuff? Yeah. Like, they just realized, hey, this this is something that really would have benefited me in my own spiritual discern process or the struggles that they were going through. Because, you know, a lot of their parents never talked to them about this stuff mm-hmm. at all. And mm-hmm. so now they kind of feel unequipped to be like, where do I even begin? You know, I wasn't some perfect teenager, so isn't my kid going to look at me like a hypocrite? But chastity is a virtue that applies to everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a priest, married person, single person, you know, it's the right ordering of that gift of our sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a married person, obviously, it was a different than, you know, a 15 year old, but we've all got to embrace this virtue. because The virtue is more easily caught than taught. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to raising the kids, they're not always going to obey you, but they're never going to fail to imitate you. But if I'm willing to obey the church's teachings on human sexuality inside of marriage, the kid's a lot more likely to obey it outside of marriage or before that sacrament.
2: Una, you're really giving me an uh, an idea here because we're, we're, we're big on St. Joseph. We love St. Joseph. We're coming up on his feast day on Friday and Richard and I love to talk about how dads are absolutely essential. If not the most important aspect of the family, being that he is the head of the household. He's the spiritual head. How are you seeing the role of dad's, with regard to this um, you know whole uh, attack on the family, how, how are you seeing dads um, either being awakened or or still being very much immersed in uh, the impurity of the world and how are, has that, how is that helping or impacting your ministry?
4: Yeah no w- without a doubt in fact, I saw a, uh, a study done I just saw it last week and I, what they found is that w- when the father goes to church. Um, the child is much less likely to become sexually active as a teenager as opposed to when the father doesn't go to church. Now, that might not seem like a big surprise, but what they actually found out is it actually didn't matter whether or not the teen himself went to oh, church. Wow. If he just had a dad that went to church, wow. he became less sexually active. Um, and so that was really an interesting thing. of just. And they've done the same studies in terms of, like, when the mother is highly devout, but the mm-hmm. father is indifferent toward religion. The kids will typically follow the father 's spiritual path, mm-hmm. whereas if the father is devout and the mother is spiritually indifferent, the children will still typically follow the path of the father towards a devout religious life. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the best of both worlds is a both believing mother and father, but there's something in the spiritual leadership that God has given to a father that when he 's not talking about chastity and mom is the one harping about religion and morality and spirituality. <laughs> kids especially the boys will almost assume that dad disagrees with mom but he's just being quiet to be respectful to her because you know dad boys are going to be boys because if you really agree with mom why are you so quiet over there i mean your silence (laughs) is deafening (laughs) and what's unfortunate is like some guys are raised in this like hyper machismo false masculinity Mm -hmm. um of just like hey you know i mean i've even heard the extreme examples of like fathers taking their children to, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know prostitutes, and yeah. th- when they're finished, like, okay, now you're a man. And it's like, no, 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 you don't become a man by conquering a woman for the sake of yourself, but rather by conquering yourself for the sake of the woman.
2: Oh, that's and great. And
4: so I think young people know when something's out of place, and they want to make it right, in terms of what men are supposed to look like nowadays.
1: So I've got a question for you when it comes to this specific topic of the men, because obviously that's where I'm much more fired up about. You know, there's a lot of dads out there that I know of that don't, that, and you get this, that don't grasp what the church teaches on chastity. And, you know, when I talk about it, they just have that deer in the headlights look like, "Whoa, what do you mean? You know, what kind of advice would you give to most of the dads that are out there, whether their kids are, are under 10 years old, maybe a little bit different if they're in their teen years? How do we, how do we get that uh, how do we either start the conversation, or what do you suggest that they do, especially during this year at Saint Joseph?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, we uh, we just came out with a program for fathers and sons, and it's called Forged. It's right. a it's a thirty three day program and book that you know high school guys can read together, or college roommates, or a father could read to his teenage son. I just finished it with my fourteen year old son, and so it's thirty three days to kind of equip guys to defend love from lust and so each day kind of has different you know spiritual exercises to do and some, some some content to read on the topic and then every day you actually get a free video emailed to you from a different speaker so like day one will be me and then matt Fred, and then father mike schmidt and father jacques Philippe, and sister miriam james and jeff cave So like every day there's a new catholic voice coming in for a little three-minute video to accompany the book and and so we created this because we know there's a lot of dads who want to form their kids rightly, but they honestly just don't know where to begin in the conversation. And so we kind of created this resource. I'm like, well, how do you break free from porn? How do you master these desires that are going to be present in a, a guy's life, whether you're 15 years old or 55 years old? I mean, it's, it's not like you sign some chastity commitment card and you're done, or mm-hmm. you, like you get married and then, okay, temptation is no longer an issue. And so we created this forged book uh, to kind of just accompany fathers and sons, or just men in general, on, on how to have an arsenal, so to speak, of weapons that you need to fight against the world, of flesh and the devil.
2: Wow. I'm
1: loving that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. really awesome.
2: You know, I'm, I'm interested to hear <clears throat> what you think about, you know, I've heard you being interviewed, um, and I remember you being interviewed uh, right when the pandemic was happening. You had stuff going on and I think it was Ireland where they were Mm -hmm. uh, telling you that you couldn't come because, you know, I don't know, there's always all kinds of stuff. Um, Can you kind of share that story? Because what's interesting is that I I think it's interesting to see how Catholics in particular are handling the whole um, COVID thing and all the stuff. And I want to know what you feel like is happening to the youth with regard to this, because now we're seeing a lot of suicides, we're seeing a lot of pornography Um, You know, a lot of people, since they're indoors, they're using that as a reason to find other things to do. And obviously they're they're delving into places that they shouldn't go. Um, Kind of mentioned because you're on the front lines, Jason, you're like really hitting it hard and traveling all over the world. Tell us a little bit about what happened with that um, particular instance and then maybe about how this whole uh, COVID stuff is is transforming and, and hurting the youth and the and the chastity of children and young adults.
4: Yeah, yeah, no, it was uh, interesting I was invited to speak over in Ireland, and uh, when word started to spread about this, people started getting upset at the local Catholic univers- university wow. out there uh, in Dublin, and said, no, no, we can't let him come and speak, you know, this, <laughs> this you know, homophobic hate speech, and, you know, I actually pulled up right now on computer some of the articles that came out at that time, you know, one person said, that if I'm allowed to speak to the students, it says untold damage could be done if someone like this is allowed wow. unfettered access to a young captive audience. It is putting the safety <laughs> of, the, of the kids at risk, and my words have lasting and damaging effects on the mental well-being of the students.
2: And wow. so, you know,
4: we're supposed to speak at the university, like, no, we, he can't come and speak. And I, I wasn't doing, like, a, a talk on homosexuality or gender. It was a private retreat for some of the Catholic kids on campus, We're like, no, he can't even set foot on campus with so the LGBT crowd, all, all jumped in. And then I was supposed <laughs> to speak at a hotel to a Catholic crowd, and they had people contacting the hotel saying, you can't even let this guy in your hotel. And so the hotel's like, look, we don't want the controversy, cancel the event, you can't come. Wow. And, and before we know it, like three, four, five events got canceled. And then meanwhile, a bunch of other groups are like, hey, if you're not going to have them, we'll take them. You know, so I <laughs> started getting booked and it was just, this, I started to get messages from like, if you come to Ireland, we will boil you in a cauldron. Oh my <laughs> so goodness. I'm like, hey, come on wow. guys. I'm Irish. <laughs> well, let me get, and, uh, and, and so what ended up happening is the morning that I was supposed to go to the trip, I, you know, our family started to get sick and then another kid oh, was that's sick another, right. and it's five o'clock in the morning. I'm packing the suitcase. And my daughter comes down the hallway crying, like, oh. throwing up sick. My wife starts throwing up. And it's just like, it's one of those moments you hate it as, as a speaker because it's right. like, wait a minute, these people in the bishop and working for a year to book this whole thing together. But now the whole family is sick, and right. I have no one healthy besides me to take care of them. Like, what do I do? Sure. Do I cancel on all these people in Ireland who've been working and battling this so hard? Or do I fly out there and give talks about love while my family's, like, dying at home. Like, is that really what God wants me to do? And, you know, just had to really just make a spur-of-the-moment decision of just, you know, vocation before occupation and uh, had to call the people in Ireland and apologize and say, look, can we rebook this? Um, I I just can't leave everybody, you know, (laughs) bedridden and sick. And so we ended up having to cancel it. But as a result, the Irish press jumped and, and said, "Look, we did it. We canceled uh-huh. this trip. Of we they were did. successful." Um, I got one message. I saw one message on, on Twitter. Someone said, "This is fantastic news. I will sleep <gasps> happy tonight, oh, knowing that our children are safe." Oh my
2: goodness! And then, the, uh,
4: and, and then the, I think the best one came from the LGBT group <laughs> on that campus. They said, "Canceling Jason truly shows the support for diversity and inclusion on campus." Wow! And I was like, well, "I think you're missing like." is it inclusivity or exclusivity yeah. that we're talking about here?
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: so, yeah, it was, it was quite an interesting little back and forth, you know, battle, but you know, it was sad because I've had students come up to me after the assemblies and saying, look, I didn't think I'd get anything out of your talk today because mm-hmm. I have same sex attractions, but now I realize chastity applies for me too. And I really appreciate everything you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, so much of a misunderstanding. This is not about shaming people and excluding people and making them think God hates them because they experience this attraction or that one. No, this is a virtue that we're all called to embrace.
2: Wow, that's amazing. It's so backwards, isn't it, Jason? Because, you know, here we are talking about things that will help you be free, be free of all the burdens Mm -hmm. that the culture puts on you. And, of course, as usual, the devil turns everything on its head, and suddenly it's you who are trying to um, bind people um, but the teachings of the Catholic Church. Go into a little bit about what you're seeing now. With um, are you are you seeing it um, in your ministry the the rise in suicide or maybe the the rise in pornography because of the pandemic?
4: Yeah, unfortunately, the, the world's biggest porn provider, when you know COVID started to spread, said, "Look, we want to do our job to help stop the spread of coronavirus, so we're going to offer." free premium content to our pornographic uh, videos on our website for 30 days. So just sign up for free because we want to encourage you to stay home and watch porn Mm. instead of spreading coronavirus. And then they did the research and showing what that did in countries all around the world to the porn. And you could see it starting to climb up from the isolation uh, already. But then once they offered that unfettered access, it just skyrocketed. And they said, oh, look, you know, we're doing our part, but (laughs) – You know, we're made for community. We're made, Mm -hmm. you know, for communion, for love. And in this isolation, people are bored, lonely, angry, stressed, tired, and they're seeking some type of consolation in the midst of all that desolation. Mm -hmm. And so the young people and the old people alike are going to the porn to try to deal with these issues. But Mm -hmm. it's having and it's going to have such an unbelievably detrimental effect. And the reason I say that is because I saw an interview recently with a woman who helps. Children who are surviving from sexual abuse. And she said, what we're seeing on the front lines here is that the number one perpetrator of sexual abuse and crimes against these kids is not a live-in boyfriend or some creepy uncle or some guy trying to sell candy out of his car in a van. No, that's not it at all. They said the number one perpetrator of sexual abuse against children is... Eleven to fifteen year old boys who've been exposed to pornography. Wow. Because their eight year old cousin comes over and has a slumber party with their little sister Mm -hmm. and the parents are asleep and nobody knows and things happen because he wants to reenact what he saw on his phone because his parents didn't put a filter on the thing Mm -hmm. and and that never gets reported. And this poor girl just grows up with this hurt and blame and shame and all that stuff. But so it's it's like this perfect storm of the isolation, the porn but then the, the fruits, the bitter fruit, that's going to come from this, instead of really protecting our
1: kids. So, if you're just tuning in, right? <clears throat> excuse me, just tuning in right now, folks. We're speaking with Jason Everett. He's going to be in San Antonio area on uh, April 14th and 15th. On April 14th, he'll be out at Saint Mary Magdalene Catholic Church, uh, doing a two-hour uh, presentation there. Of course, priests will be available for confession. It's going to be a beautiful night, and uh, the following night will be at Our Lady of the Atonement. Uh, another wonderful beautiful parish I'm sure both Father uh, Lewis and Father Jenkins will be there hearing confessions as well I'm expected both of those places to be quite packed uh, Julie Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be an amazing event isn't it
2: absolutely and I, I feel confident that anyone who's listening is listening for a reason because God is good and his providence is perfect so if you're hearing us right now and you're thinking golly I've never even heard of Jason or this is fantastic or oh my goodness I had no idea he was going to be in San Antonio this is a perfect opportunity for you to decide that that little stirring that you're hearing in your soul is an inspiration that you need to be there because um jason is very good at what he does i have watched him and he is you are really animated jason and you're just very kids just love you i think that you really relate you and Crystalina both do a very good job at this you really relate to the younger people in a way that makes them feel as you said very open to express their concerns, their their fears, and talk about things that, I mean, they're with their parents every day, supposedly, and they may have never mentioned it at all. And suddenly they see you and they hear you speak, and they're ready to just throw out everything that possibly has <laughs> happened in their lives and, and ask questions that they would feel terrified to ask anybody else. So if you're at all interested, and this sounds like something that you would like to take your teen and your young adult... Uh, to, and, and please, as Jason is mentioning, go with them so that you can help this be a, a, a stepping off point towards conversation. It's so important to do this because this is, this is a really big deal in our, in our, in our culture, in our world. Jason, talk a little bit about how, um, the attack on the family. I mean, you're a dad. You're married. You have kids. Uh, you know exactly what's going on in the world with regard to the youth, but you're also very aware as a father and a husband that the attack is real. You're talking about the devil, I mean, raising his nasty head and encouraging these kids to go. I mean, he always takes advantage of a of a crisis, doesn't he? You're seeing it on a variety of fronts. Talk a little bit about how marriages uh, uh, marriage is being attacked and then the father and his um, being like the knight, like the protector of his family.
4: I remember reading a priest, uh, and he he said that Satan will only really approach a family once he has separated the man from the woman, because he said once they are united as they should be, their bond is so profoundly rooted in the image of the Trinity that the devil cannot stand it, Mm -hmm. and so he isolates them from each other so that he may act. And uh-huh. so that's kind of its first mode of operation, divide and then conquer. And it, it's kind of like with our kids, right? I mean, if you're seeing eye-to-eye with your wife and your team, the kid knows he can't go to mom, and dad says no, and mom's going to give it to him. He knows, hey, there's no point in trying to go to mom, because these guys are, you know, of one <laughs> mind and one heart. Yeah. But, you know, if we're not, you know, then, then they try to use us against each other. And the devil, it's not to compare our children to the devil, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a similar tactic of, okay, divide, and then conquer and so within the family like you said it's under such tremendous attack not simply because the family is the the target because i think it's the kind of the opposite the family's the weapon mm-hmm. of, of you know gk chesterton said that the family is a cell of resistance to oppression and so if you think well what did god what instrument did god use to bring about redemption in humanity the holy family and god never changes and so if there's any weapon that does the greatest amount of damage to the kingdom of darkness, it's holy families. And mm. so what, you know, the devil wants to do is keep kids from reaching their vocation. So he wants to, you know, get them involved in all these types of distractions and porn and things like that. And so our families, if you think about it, or imagine like your house is in a bad neighborhood, you can lock the front door, but great I mean you're going to have a burglar come in the back. you got to lock that up okay, great well, he can when it comes like internet safety and stuff, well, he can come in through down the chimney up the window, you know all over the place. so there's so many portals of entry, I think especially when it comes to technology, that we need to be vigilant in sealing off those portals of entry, which means like parents need to be computer literate, they need to. Be able to lock down the computers with filtering software, like, for example, Covenant Eyes is a great program that will block the porn on the cell phones, on the laptops, on the tablets, and send you a report every day of all the websites everybody's looking at. And you can put us on every screen in the house, and it can even send you messages if they're looking at bad text messages Mm -hmm. that is not on an Internet browser, or they're looking at porn on an app. Because the kid's like, oh, darn, you took away my internet. Who cares? I'll get (laughs) porn on Instagram. I'll get it on Snapchat. That's right. But something like Covenant Eyes can catch it all over the place. It's a screen-based artificial intelligence uh, filtering software. And uh, you go to covenanteyes.com. If you use the promo code chastity, you can get it for a month for free to see if it works for you and the family. But uh, that's really useful. And then another thing I found helpful for parents is plugged in. com at the website by focus on the family and pluggedin.com gives you movie television video game and music reviews so if your kid's like hey you know can we watch game of thrones tonight you're gonna be like no that's porn here's (laughs) why and then you can explain (laughs) and so any potential movies on the horizon or things your kids want to view video games they want to purchase for a birthday go to pluggedin.com check it out first before you make any purchases
1: That's fantastic. It sure is. Again, please, folks, make use of all the wonderful tools that are out there. I will encourage you to go to chastity.com for more information. We're going to take a quick break, folks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rise and Walk here at the Guadalupe Radio Network and with Jason Everett. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe
1: Radio Network. This is Richard Lena and it's that time of year again folks. Time for our spring Share-a-Thon beginning on Tuesday, March 23rd. This Share-a-Thon has the theme of celebrating the year of Saint Joseph. We ask that you please prayerfully consider calling in your pledge of support for the Guadalupe Radio network helping to keep our airwaves Catholic across South and Central Texas. Thank you so much and God bless you.
3: You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reina. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
1: Get answers to life's tough questions about love, dating, and relationships from internationally acclaimed speaker Jason Everett and leave with a healthy sense of self-worth and the ability to start again. Purified brings parents and teens together to discover God's plan for love and brings an opportunity to continue the discussion at home. Purified takes place April 15th at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church. To register, call 210 382 4405.
0: Next week, we will be hosting our quarterly charathon on Tuesday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Central Time. The GRN is 100% listener-supported, and for only 16 days out of the year, you have the opportunity to be an active part of the GRN family by making a pledge of support for your radio station. Please pray for the success of the share We are so very thankful that you are part of the Lord's divine providence, sharing of your prayers and financial gifts, which sustain the work of evangelization through the powerful means of radio. I invite you to tune in and join us next week as we share how Catholic radio has changed so many lives for all eternity due to your support to keep your station on the air. This is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network, with your GRN Family Minute. We are your Catholic radio, radio for your soul. Now, back to Rise and Walk with
1: Richard and Julie. And we are back. We're speaking with Jason Everett from Chastity Project, chastity.com. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, when I mentioned the different uh, topics you cover, Jason, uh, homosexuality and the transgender, what
2: do you call it now? Movement or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, you're, you're, how do you, how do you approach that topic, that subject? And, and what do you hear most questions when it comes to that? How, how do you address it?
4: Yeah, well, the first thing we've got to address it with is listening ears. We need to listen to the stories of the people who experience these inclinations, these attractions, instead of starting off with, okay, what's the right thing to say? You know, I need to be able to convince this person who's having gender dysphoria, that, you know, they're not really what they think they are. We need to, like, just hold back and and first listen. Because Mm -hmm. if their first reaction to us is like, okay, I tried to open up to that person, and they just you know, gave me Bible verses and told me that my feelings weren't right, you know, they, they could just disappear from the Church for another 20 years before they even reconsider. Mm-hmm. So our first posture needs to be of listening and loving these individuals so they understand that Church is their home, God loves them, He has created them good, and, you know, and He has a plan for their life. Now, part of that plan for the life includes the cross, includes chastity, and mm-hmm. what does that mean for that individual? I think we first need to start out with talking, when the time comes to talk to them about the piece of identity, like our sexual attractions are not our identity. Right. Uh, anyone in the world defines their identity by your sexual attraction. Life's going to get confusing real fast. <laughs> like if I experience, if I see a woman who's not my wife and I find her attractive, like is that my identity? No, it's not. If I see a pornographic billboard and she's pretty, like is that my identity? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. So if you experience homosexual attractions, your identity. Is that your beloved son or daughter of God? And so your options in life are not reduced to gay pride or gay shame. Now pick one, because mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people think. Well, those right. are my two options either throw away God and march down a gay pride parade or hide in the closet uh, out of fear that anyone who knew would hate me and be bigoted against me. Mm-hmm. And what's missing from this dialogue is the middle road of, hey, I can acknowledge that experiencing attractions, but experiencing attraction is not a sin, but now how does God want me to live with this attraction? Uh, And so other people's responses were basically told, like, look, if you don't accept that person and endorse whatever they want to do, then you're a homophobic, transphobic bigot. So are you going to accept them, or are you going to abandon them? What's it going to be? And again, what's missing from that is the language of accompaniment. Like, it isn't either accept or abandon, That you can walk with these people with the truth and in love, showing that chastity is not the repression of your identity. John Paul II said it's actually the sure way to happiness. Mm -hmm. And so, obviously, these are tough, volatile questions, and it's getting really confusing, especially for the young people, when they get on social media and Facebook has 58 genders. Mm -hmm. Tumblr talks about 500 (laughs) genders. I know a girl went to Stanford University her college application had 18 genders she had to pick from and wow. male and female weren't even options on the list to get into Stanford University and so wow. it's getting confusing and you know and so we've got to realize that, look biology is not bigotry you know science shows that there's more than 1559 sex specific genes meaning your esophagus is male wow. or female your bone marrow your your blood cells every single cell of the human body is Sexed. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't have a sex change operation, mm-hmm. because you'd have to swap out every single cell of the human body, mm-hmm. we're male and female, down to our very souls. Now, to some people experience gender dysphoria, this can sound like hate speech, But a lot of times, the problem isn't the gender that they were born into. The problem is the unfair gender stereotypes that they've been expected to conform to. Mm -hmm. And because they don't feel like that much of a man because I'm into theater and art and dance and poetry, well, look, the problem isn't your gender. The problem is these unfair stereotypes that you're expected to shoehorn yourself into. And so the solution is not to get cross-sex hormone therapy and puberty blockers and gender reaffirmation surgery and all that stuff. That isn't the answer. In fact, I even had dinner with an anesthesiologist recently, and he told me that he told his colleagues at the hospital, don't even talk to him if they want anesthesia for patients getting a transgender you know, surgery. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not going to do it. He said, I've already seen their medical charts of the bipolar, of the anxiety disorders, of mm-hmm. the autism, of all the stuff that they're going through. And to surgically mutilate their bodies as if that's going to take away these deeper issues, he said, that is malpractice and he won't do it. And so this is not hate speech. If you love someone, you can't lie to them. And part of love is telling someone the truth and gentleness and compassion.
1: You know that's what I love talking about to Jason about. Whenever you hear him talk, he can span the globe, uh, the, of, to the to the very uh, speak to somebody who's much younger mm-hmm. and knows the the verbiage that needs to be communicated to them to somebody who's you know, much more learned and everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. It's very commonsensical. Is that, is that, am yeah, I saying that absolutely. right? I mean, Jason, you do such a great job of uh, breaking it down. So no matter where you're coming from, you can understand what what Jason is sharing with you. So I, I, I first want to want to make sure. Thank you for doing that because. It, it, I think it's very attractive when people, when you're speaking about it, because mm-hmm. you're passionate about it, and people understand what you're saying, as opposed to just, you know, he's smiling and he looks great, but what's he saying? No, you're easy <laughs> to understand, and yeah. I love that.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm interested, Jason, um, we're, You're you're making me think of a ton of things as you speak. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's the media that's trying to convince us this is a bigger problem than it is. I'm curious, you know, the media is telling us that, you know, every kid is struggling over whether they're a girl or a boy. Every kid is uh, same-sex attracted. Every kid is going to run to this. And yet we know that the numbers are growing. What are you seeing in, with regard to the kids that are coming to your – is that is that as big a topic or is it really just – Hey, um I'm a girl, she's a boy, uh he's a boy and we're having problems figuring out, you know, how to be pure. Is it really becoming that big of a topic for you um in your in your events? Or is the media just well, hyping it to is, be, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of this
4: is media induced, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, maybe a kid feels like he doesn't feel fit in with the other guys. Mm-hmm. Oh great, but now he's living in 2021 where you've got uh, this, you know, you know, Tumblr saying there's 500 genders, and you've got teachers in the public school system saying, hey, genders, you know, your sex is something that you're arbitrarily assigned at birth, whereas gender is something that you declare and you discover and you decide. And mm-hmm. so you've got kids growing up in this extremely confused environment, because Vatican II said that when God is forgotten, the creature itself grows unintelligible. And so in other mm-hmm. words... If we lose sight as a culture of supernatural realities, the next thing to go will be our sight of natural realities. Right. We won't even be able to see what's in front of our own eyes. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me when uh Bruce Jenner, you know, Caitlyn Jenner won kind of the Arthur Ashe Awards at the ESPYs several years ago. Mm-hmm. They, they announced, oh, you know, we're going to give her this award for his courage and blah, blah, blah. And and then, you know, a couple of people stood up in the audience and everyone stood up and clapping. And the camera's kind of passed, panning across all these kind of alpha male athletes, most of whom were probably evangelical Christian, you know, mm-hmm. men. And everyone's kind of clapping, but they're kind of like have this blank stare on their face. <laughs> yeah. I remember it panned across Brett Favre and he's just kind of clapping and like staring into space, like <laughs> in their gut, they know. Okay, I'm clapping for a man who's in a woman's dress right. on stage because if I know if I stay in my seat and I don't clap, I'm going to get crucified. Right. But down, deep down, I don't think they're buying it, but they just know I'm dead meat if I don't. <laughs> kind of like many executives in sure. corporate America, like, hey, we've got to push this. Otherwise, you know, we're toast, and I'm going to get voted off the chair here at the business and lose all my millions. And so, so many people going along with this very, you know, extremely loud minority, uh, when in reality, most people are like, you know, I don't personally buy this, but I'm told that if I don't, then I'm this homophobic, hateful person, and I don't want to be that. I remember one priest tell me, he said, look, the kids at my high school, he said, in his Catholic high school, he said, they're all pro-gay for the same reason they're pro-life, they just think it's mean not to be. Wow. And so it's not because there's some deep conviction, intellectually or spiritually, it's just like, oh, I don't want to be a bully and a jerk, and so I'll just kind of go along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, wow. but we just understand, no, 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 it's not that the Church's position is one of hatred and isolation, it's actually one of love. Uh, you know, but we've got to step away from all that the media is shoving in our faces mm-hmm. of saying, like, no, you either endorse someone— or, or you're, you're hateful of them. It's like no part of love is speaking the truth.
1: Amen. So uh, on your website, chastity dot com uh, for the Chastity Project, you've got a ton of information, uh, and I love it because you know you can find all your books there. Learn where you're going to be doing your prayer fight events. All the promo material. I mean, it's just it's it's packed with lots of info and I'm assuming you've got a Facebook page as well um, and a Twitter account. And, and, but if somebody had a question that they really want to get to you and you're not going to be speaking in their area, is there somebody that, that what's the best ways for somebody to, to reach out to you to, to get some help?
4: Yeah, well, on the website, chastity.com, we literally have hundreds and hundreds of articles and videos on any specific topic that someone might be wondering. So if your, your question is, well, hey, you know, what about using the birth control pill for medical reasons? Is that okay? Well, hey, just, just click on the, you know, birth control section, you drill right mm-hmm. in. We've got the, you know, the full answer from the church on that. And so we, we try to put as many answers as we possibly could. We also have a YouTube channel. It's just YouTube.com slash Jason Everett. And we post new videos every single day. We even have a podcast uh, called Lust is Boring that you could get um, <laughs> on it. iTunes or <laughs> Spotify. And, um, and so we're, we're just trying to get out as many answers as possible to as many people as possible. If, if people want to submit personal questions, we have something called Patreon. It's kind of a community of people who support the ministry. Mm-hmm. And they can donate, like, a dollar a month or five a month, ten, whatever. And then they can submit questions, and we answer those questions often on the podcast. For everybody to hear. So someone can submit one anonymously, and then we can answer it. Because a lot of these questions, so many people have them. And when other people step forward and say, hey, you know, I got this question, then a lot of other people can benefit from hearing the answer as well. But
1: yeah, they can connect
4: us, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, all of that through chastity.com.
1: You know what I love about it as well is, you know, there's a joke, you know, whenever somebody gives me a book, I hand it to my wife because she's the reader. I'm auditory. <laughs> I run radio. That's, that's all I'm about. But on your, and I clicked on birth control, and you've got video, audio, Q&A, research, links, quotes. I mean, you get got all kinds. I love how you hit every aspect of us, of people, the way they learn. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
2: Yeah, um, Jason, I'm curious yeah, to know what it's like right now with you. With uh, You're obviously traveling. So where have you been lately, and, and um, what are your plans uh, in the near future after you come to San Antonio? Where are you going to go?
4: Yeah, no, it's, it's been a big shift, obviously, because of mm-hmm. COVID. Before that, we were giving about 150 assemblies a year wow. um, all over the world. But then now with coronavirus, things have gotten locked down significantly where it's down to, you know, maybe, um, you know, one or two trips per month. And so thankfully, and thanks be to God for Texas, you know, things are starting to open back up. (laughs) And so we've got two, I think we've got two different trips to Texas um, next month. We've got one in Tyler, Texas, right. I think on the 17th. And then uh, we've got San Antonio, uh, two talks there. Um, If you just go to chassis.com, you can click on events and you see... Uh, where we're going, but it's it's not as busy as it used to be. But thanks be to God, things are starting to open up. And then we've got pilgrimages this summer to the Holy Land and another one to Poland that people can come um, with family members on if they want as well. But yeah, just go to chassis.com, click on events, and then you'll see the different things on the calendar there.
2: Fantastic. Well, we're really excited about you coming in April. And I know that people have two opportunities to see you either at St. Mary Magdalene on the 14th of April or at Our Lady of Atonement Catholic Church on Thursday, April 15th. And um, do they just sign up online? How do they go about making sure they can get in?
4: Yeah, they can get tickets online, um, or they can get them through the parish. Um, Either way, uh, just go to and click on events, and then you can get tickets right there on the website. And then for the tickets, not only get the admission, but we give basically the equivalent of the cost of the ticket back to you in free resources, so everyone leaves with books, CDs, commitment cards, all kinds of stuff. So we're going to give away all kinds of free stuff for every family. So it's not just kind of a flash in the pan, like I heard the talk, now we go home. Now you've got resources <laughs> that you can bring home as parents. Now i got, got to listen to the CD. Now I've got this book on how to talk to my teens about this stuff. We just want to make sure we're sending them home feeling, you know, equipped, knowing that this is not a battle that's won in one day. You know, this is just here are some weapons that you're going to be able to use on a continual basis, whether you're 15 years old, or 45, trying to figure out how to raise a 15-year-old.
2: Absolutely.
1: Amen. So, you know, we touched on St. Joseph, and we got about three three minutes left, and how can how would you suggest we incorporate St. Joseph during this year, St. Joseph, uh, just a little bit more when it comes to chastity? Well, you
4: know, the Church honors him in his litany with the title of the, the Guardian of the Virgin and the Terror of Demons. And I, I love those names of St. Joseph because... A lot of people try to think of Saint Joseph as like some elderly man. There's even some paintings of him as like some eighty year old man. I don't like those at all. Um, for one, there's no historical evidence at all that he was elderly.
2: That's um, right. The
4: evidence actually shows the exact opposite. That Jewish guys <laughs> would typically get married at about the age of eighteen, and it mm-hmm. makes sense cause, you know God <laughs> said, "Okay, take Mary, go down to Bethlehem, down to Egypt, up to Nazareth." I mean, hundreds of miles. And you're not going to ask, like, some 80-year-old guy (laughs) to do that and protect her in the wilderness. So Joseph was probably about a college-aged guy. And what I love about that is that Joseph didn't just, like, love Mary. Like, Joseph was in love with Mary. I mean, how could he not be? She was Mary. Um, And so God, in his wisdom from all eternity, chose to take the immaculate heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary and entrust her virginity to who? A (laughs) college-aged guy. Why? Why? It's because his love was not a threat to her purity. His love was the very safeguard of her purity. Because love he it. loved her so much, that's why the Father gave Our Lady to St. Joseph. And so we need to contemplate his love for Our Lady. We need to enter into that instead of being afraid. Oh, no, Joseph's over here. Mary's over there. Yes, their union was totally pure, chaste. It was a perpetual virgin. But we got to not sterilize that love. Rather, realize how mm-hmm. deeply... He truly loved his his, his wife, and it's because of his love for her that her purity was safeguarded, and therefore he became this terror to demons.
1: Amen, amen. Oh, I love it, Jason. I know, that's, that's cool. Fantastic. Look, I'm going to play that over and over again. <laughs> uh, Jason, I want to thank you for you taking time out of your busy schedule with your wife and your wonderful children, uh, and we'll be praying for that one who's sick right now just to just get better really, really quickly, but looking forward to seeing you on April 14th at St. Mary Magdalene and April 15th at Our Lady of the Atonement. Know that you will be in our prayers. Please, of course, keep us in yours, but God bless you, and thank you for the wonderful work that you do.
4: Well, thanks for having me on. God bless you guys as well. Keep up the great work.
1: All right, thank you so very much. All right, folks, uh, that uh, almost brings to the end of our show. We got about a minute left. Julie, it sounds like a great opportunity to to for I know. A, lot, I just, a lot of people to learn a lot. He's
2: really, really good at what he does, and God has gifted him with tremendous grace and uh, just talent. I mean. When I first learned of him back in the day, you could just tell this is what God meant for him to do. And his lovely wife, Kristalina, is a, is a great counterpart to him. And she's got a new show on EWTN, too. They're just a fantastic pair. And I invite you, please, I encourage you, if... If you are even remotely interested in this, pray for God to clear the path so you can make sure and get to these events because it is totally going to be worth it.
1: It sure is. It sure is. And, you know, it's funny. I'm watching uh, Sean right now and and he's writing (laughs) notes and like, wow, you can tell it's hitting him when we're we're bringing him in more and more and more. Uh, It's going to be a great uh, uh, event. Uh, and a great uh, new things coming to GRN. But folks, please keep us in your prayers. We'll begin with our share beginning next Tuesday. Uh, you begin to call for us if you're a spring donor. But God bless you, and until next week, may all of us continue...
2: To rise and walk, and don't forget about St. Joseph on Friday. That's
1: right. God bless you. Catch you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. Join 1 million volunteers worldwide and help end abortion where you live by participating in the February 17th to March 28th 40 Days for Life Vigil. Let God use you to save a life, change the heart of an abortion worker, and close your local abortion facility. Visit 40daysforlife.com and sign up to pray. Now is the time to be part of the beginning of the end of abortion. Mother Teresa said, let no one come to you without leaving better or happier. This is how we try to live our personal and professional lives. We're Rob and Camille DeMaio, proud sponsors of Guadalupe Radio here in San Antonio. Our team of realtors can help you through every step of buying or selling a home. For more information, call us at 210-488-1144 for real estate help in San Antonio and throughout the United States. Rob and Camille DeMaio, your real estate team. 210-488-1144.
1: Get answers to life's tough questions about love, dating, and relationships from internationally acclaimed speaker Jason Everett and leave with a healthy sense of self-worth and the ability to start again. Purified brings parents and teens together to discover God's plan for love and brings an opportunity to continue the discussion at home. Purified takes place April 15th at Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church. To register, call 210 382 405
0: Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. This is KJMA 89.7 FM. Floresville, San Antonio. Also streaming the truth to the world at grnonline.com. It's food for the immortal soul. All day and all night.